It's me, Dr. Z with JB. Today, we go there. That's right. We discuss the in-laws. Even better, narcissistic in-laws during the holidays. We explore what this looks like and how to manage it. Also, no bloopers. And this is what it sounds like when Dr. Z and JB talk. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Good evening. Welcome. That is uh, Dr. Z. I am JB to her Dr. Z. And uh, welcome on into session uh, 25. I'm very excited to get into this because uh, we are still continuing the theme of our holiday blues and uh, excited to be here tonight as I see Alicia and... uh, uh, Beyond Anxiety checking in tonight. Uh, what's up, Nick? How is everybody? We are on Instagram Live every Monday night at uh, 8 o'clock if you're tuning in to the podcast for the first time. And if you're you know, tuning like this in between to like the... 8 and like 8.04. Yeah, somewhere around there, somewhere depending on <laughs> if we're dressed or, you know, if uh, you know, Zuckerberg gets his things together and all that fun stuff. So um, uh, we welcome uh, any of your questions, uh, any of your comments if you're uh, with us live and uh, if you're with us live for the first time, we'll subscribe to the podcast, why don't you? Because uh, uh, if you missed anything through uh, throughout the conversation, it's always there for you relatively the next day after. And uh, you can find it uh, everywhere you can find your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and uh, all other major platforms. And tonight we're sticking with narcissism, but just uh, with a little bit of a, a different compound as uh, we know that it's it, it can maybe it's I, well. I actually don't know. Is it easier to identify a narcissist that's living with you or a narcissist that's not living with you, like an in-law or something like that? In your opinion? Oh, that's an excellent question. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever thought about that, but I think that's very situation specific because it's going to depend on how much you know about narcissism versus not. I do think oftentimes it's easier to see toxic patterns in people outside of your family because when you're in the thick of it, it's really difficult to pick up on toxic patterns when you're a part of the toxic system because you may not realize your role in it, which is totally normal. It's not like you're doing anything wrong. But I think when you're naturally more objective to a situation, you kind of have a better handle on it than when you're actually in it. It's kind of like those things where, you know, someone points out to you what you're doing and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I never looked at it like that. Right. But for your own self, you know, you can give advice. I was talking about this with my best friend. We can give advice to each other like, like no other. Yeah. But when it comes to ourselves, I'm kind of embarrassed that I have a degree in psychology. Just, yeah, because if like <laughs> we ran the camera of Doctor Z twenty four seven, you'd be like, "Oh, hey, oh, hey." I, uh, I don't think yeah. I have any patience. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, a, a lot of us, um, a lot of us probably our patience can be thinning during the holidays for sure. Uh, if you're taking on a whole bunch of family, or if you know that possibly maybe one of your in laws is a uh, is a narcissist, um, it's. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the time, Dr. Z, and correct me if I'm wrong, like your spouse, if if that in-law is uh, is a narcissist, most of the time, like your spouse is pretty still oblivious to that. Is that correct most of the time? Yes and no. Um, there's a couple <laughs> scenarios. <laughs> yes and no. There's a couple mm. scenarios. One is um, they are aware of what's going on, but they... Mm don't even want to go there, so they don't. Or they're totally unaware of what's going on because it's all they know, 
Mm -hmm. Or um, they see it, they understand it, they're aware of it, they make it known, but they don't know how to set boundaries. Mm. And what, um, you know, well, I mean, like there's, <laughs> how do you, uh, how would you approach, I guess, in, uh, in trying to say, hey, maybe you should start a boundary or set a boundary because they're <laughs> doing X, Y, and Z to you? Yeah, so the, what I tell people, I, we're gonna get amazing comments during this, I cannot wait, <laughs> I cannot wait. So, so when you're dealing with a spouse, or a partner and their parent is a narcissist. One of the most important things is that you and your partner, you and your spouse, you and your significant other, whatever, present as a unified front. And there's mm -hmm. a couple reasons for this. And when I say unified front, I mean you are one. And, and rarely will you hear me say in relationships that you should be one, right? Because you really want to have your, not that you wouldn't have your independence, but you really kind of want to be separate and then in the middle is where you join. But when it comes to dealing with narcissistic relatives, you want to present as a unified front, which means mm -hmm. that you both present with the same boundaries, you both present with the same amount of information, and any email, any text, any conversation is with both of you together. And the reason why you do this is to prevent what's called splitting. And splitting is, it's, it's very common in borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. um, it is common in narcissism. It's more kind of triangulation, which is a little different than splitting. So I, actually, let me say triangulation. It'll be a little bit easier. Triangulation is exactly what it sounds like, where they try to triangulate you and the other person. So they try to, try to draw a wedge, drive a wedge between the two people, because then they become the owner of the information. They become mm -hmm. the the mediator between the two parties and they keep certain information from others and they say different things to each person. Um, and that's, that's the goal. So when you present as a unified front, you do a really good job of preventing that triangulation. The problem becomes, and here's the thing with, 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 with presenting as a unified front, you don't have to agree with each other. You mm -hmm. don't have to agree with your partner because on a lot of things you won't, but you do have to present as a unified front, even if you disagree with each other because your common goal is to not let that triangulation happen and everything else is secondary in that particular mm -hmm. situation. Disagree later, let it be known you don't agree, but together you present in that way for that purpose. Um, but and what does that have, unified front uh, sound like when you're trying to, it's, you know? Everything is we, mm -hmm. it's not I this or she that or he that, it's we, it's us. Every communication is with both people on the phone, is with both people copied on the email, both people on the text. Um, it's, it's a we, it's never an individual. Um, and, there's a, you know, and there's a reason for that. That is a boundary and it's actually a very um, effective strategy when you're dealing with a very difficult toxic in-law, you know, or any family member for that matter who has narcissistic you know, personality. And you also said, even if you disagree with your spouse, still presenting a unified front, like when there's something that an in-law may or may not or have a good understanding of like, oh, I know they don't agree on this. Mm -hmm. How do you make a sentence form is, is like, okay, they know we don't uh, disagree on this issue. So well, you don't, do we, lie, do you, you don't lie that you disagree. Right. You don't lie mm -hmm. because then, they'll, then the argument will become, well, I know you're lying because you told me last week you don't agree. So mm -hmm. you present in the sense of, you know, you know, so and so we disagree, but 
But that's our disagreement. We're a couple, right? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Like right. We, we disagree, but that has no impact on you kind of thing. You know, you wouldn't say it like that, but it's, it's kind of like you don't, you don't lie about the disagreement. You let them know that you may disagree on something, you know, but you are together and you made a joint decision on this and you compromised. Um, mm -hmm. And when the narcissistic person who's trying to intervene hears the word compromise, they know that they lost their footing. They know that they lost control. They can't manipulate because a mm -hmm. compromise has been made between the, the other two people. And, uh, and it works almost every time, you know, like I mean, it, for you to present that unified yeah. front, you know that they have to go through that every single time. So it's going to right. deter a lot of pettiness, right. a lot of texts that you would probably normally receive. That's right. and, you know, it just becomes and a little more informational. You know, don't be surprised if you send a text message and both people are on it, but the person responds just to you or responds just to the other person. Mm -hmm. Reloop the other person in. Always reloop the mm -hmm. other person in. Um, and the, the problem is, and we'll obviously talk about this, the problem is, is when the other person isn't willing to present as a unified front. That's when, that's when the problems arise. Well, let's, let's talk about what, what would one of those problems, uh, you know, it end up being if 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 you can't find a, a unified front is that a whole nother discussion in terms of like well you kind of have another problem on your hands before you can even get there well if you can't it's different than agreeing you know let's say you're talking about parenting styles right and let's say you clearly you and your spouse don't have the same parenting styles and it's an ongoing issue right so you disagree on how you're going to handle bedtime Okay. And right. the in-law, you're away for the holiday weekend, you're at your in-laws and you're, you know, the in-law knows that you don't handle parenting styles the same. Chances are she's going to align with her son, with her daughter, and it's going to be the two of them against you. So it's not so much that you need to agree is that you have to pick a course of action and follow it and compromise. Mm -hmm. It's when the other person is not willing to present as a unified front, when they're not willing not even to compromise, when they're just not willing to present as a unified front. Mm -hmm. That allows for that triangulation to happen, and it basically says to the narcissist, welcome into our relationship. Mm -hmm. Do whatever the hell you want, because I'm not going to stand my ground. And so when it's an in-law, and let's say it's, it's the, it's the, let's say the husband, and then they're at their in-law's house, so it's their wife's parents, and mm -hmm. let's say that the mom is, is narciss horribly narcissistic, um, and the daughter doesn't set boundaries well with the mom. And so the mom is all up in their business and condescending, accusatory. They're, she's starting fights between the two of you. When mm. the daughter is not willing to set a boundary to be a unified front, that issue has to become the topic of conversation between her and her spouse. Not the mom, not the grandparent, not the in-law, but the mm. fact that the daughter is unwilling to set a boundary with her spouse. And a lot of times what happens is that gets completely shelved and the argument now becomes the husband's response to the mother-in-law and that becomes the argument, which is exactly what they wanted. They wanted to split the two of you apart and that's what they did. So that's why it has to be redirected onto the, the daughter. Why, can't, bless you, Cor, why can't you set... <laughs> a boundary with your parent. Like, let's figure this out. What are you afraid of? What do you think is going to happen? What can I do to help you? How can we make this easier? Um, 
listen, and if they're unwilling to set a boundary, I guarantee you it's not just in that particular situation where they're not willing to present as a unified front, right? And that becomes a marital issue. And that becomes something that has to be worked on in couples therapy or individual therapy, whatever the case may be. And it may just happen that you just don't go to Thanksgiving dinner at your wife's house. I mean, you just, you just don't go anymore. That's a boundary you implement. So you really have to make sure that you put the argument where the argument is and not where the narcissist wants the argument to be. Yeah, uh, that's a great, all great advice there. Uh, and if you uh, missed any of that, definitely rewind all of that in the podcast because that is a step-by-step -step awesome process of how to either know if you're on board or not on board uh, with your with your spouse and creating that unified front. And just and also, a, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, this is the kind, we talked about this last week. You guys can listen on the last episode. If this is the case, if you know you're going to your in-laws and you know that like shit is going to hit the fan, don't expect it to be any different than it ever has been. It's going to be exactly the same. So if you're thinking in your head or you're saying to your friend, oh my God, I hope my mother-in-law doesn't do this, this, and this. Well, does she always do this? Yes, she does. Well, then why the hell would this be any different? It's going to be exactly the same. It's even going to be heightened because it's a holiday. And narcissists love to ruin holidays. They love to ruin holidays. All of them. It's their favorite um, sport. To have control over your mood. <laughs> It's your favorite sport. So can you have control of your mood to be the focal point of the holiday, to take away, you know, any attention that may be put on you, to have it be all about them, or just to have the ability to ruin your time. Um, and so, so you want to make sure that you have ahead of time a game plan with your significant other, with your partner, with your friend, with whoever – have a game plan ahead of time because chances are if they are a narcissistic family member, you can predict their behavior from a mile away. You may hope it's going to be different, but it's not. So you already are at an advantage even if you feel like you're not because you can predict what's going to happen a million miles away. Yeah. Put yeah, a game plan in place. And for some of you who, who are like maybe questioning, you know, what that, what that does sound like or like, hey, maybe they're – Maybe they're just uh, set in their ways or a little stubborn or something like that. You know, this isn't, this isn't Ray Romano. This isn't like a, it shouldn't be like a sitcom like, oh, that's a hilarious quirk and they've <laughs> got a favorite, heart of gold, but they're stern I'm, on the outside. I'm going or totally off topic, but my favorite Ray, Ray Romano scene ever is when they're trying to figure out where to move and he draws the bullseye on the chart and he says, okay, if we live here, then that means our in-laws can come over whenever they want. If we live here, that means when they come to visit, they have to stay for like a week. But if we live here, that's like they come for a couple hours and they can leave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's the that's perfect the zone. Yes. That is the perfect zone. That's, that's the boundary. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, for a narcissist target map, that's probably, uh, yeah, actually the same. A couple hours and then go. Like for everybody, I guess it works right. out. Because works you don't no want to ignore. You don't want to ignore because that gives them attention. You don't want to over engage because that gives them attention. You want to be neutral. You want to be that middle area. You want to be Sweden. You want to be you know you be all Sweden. those. You uh, the Netherlands. Perfectly fine with that. And it's yes. good good spots to be all around. Uh, but like non non Ray Romano traits in terms of that are just more or less like 
I mean, they're going to they're going to be cold shouldering you basically from the moment you walk into the family, right? That's when you that's a good telltale sign. Um, yes and no. They probably will love bomb you. They'll probably take you in and like, oh, sweetheart, we love you, we adore you. They're going to show you off to everybody. They're going to make you feel so warm, so welcome. And then slowly these little things start to show up and you're kind of like, well, she's really sweet. She couldn't have meant it like that. No, she didn't, she didn't mean it like that, right? Or she, she didn't mean it like that. It, it, that's not what she meant. She's so sweet. If they start off like assholes, then you know that they're being assholes. But that's not what a narcissist does. Remember, a narcissist has that cycle. They're going to start out love bombing and then they're going to go into that devaluing stage, right? They're going to go into that whole cycle. So they suck you in first so that when they do pull their stuff, you get very confused because that's not the person that you know. So maybe you're overreacting. Then the gaslight starts, you know, like the gaslighting starts like, oh, you're overreacting, honey. I would never say that to you, right? Or, you know, I never said you were a bad mom. I just think that maybe you should feed them when they're crying in the middle of the night, even though they're two. <laughs> was that that sounded uh that sounded that like you know I'm one of those saying, like law and order these, but these, from the headlines feeling there right, right. Exactly. <laughs> see she gets it cora gets it she gets it she knows cora totally gets it uh mm -hmm. she uh and and, and that kind of it'll go from i, I don't know didn't, i've only experienced this a handful of times but like it almost somebody described it to me the other day exactly cora is like they it almost sounds like an like they're telling you an instruction manual during this love bombing phase almost like it has a very distinct like oh yeah it's all it's trying to be this, in yeah this is the unique thing about narcissists whether they're your in-laws whether you're they're your significant other whether they're a friend whether they're a colleague they it's almost as if and this is not to minimize anybody's experiences because obviously they're all going to be different but it's literally as if this blueprint of narcissism was like picked up and just plucked directly into every single person who has it. It's, it's so textbook. And even though the context is different, and even though the behaviors may look different, the function of the behaviors, the reason why they're doing what they're doing are identical. And they all follow that pattern of love bombing, suck you in, and then slowly start to confuse you with these passive aggressive comments to make you start to doubt yourself, to make you start to doubt your marriage, to make you start to doubt your relationship with your own parents. Because when you have a narcissistic in-law, the non-narcissistic in-laws, that becomes a battle too, right? Because you know, any time you spend with the non-narcissistic in-laws, um, you're taking time away from the other one. And so everything is a thing, right? It's exhausting. And again, if you have a partner who is willing to present as a unified front, who is willing to set boundaries to preserve your relationship. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be a hell of a lot easier than if you have a partner who either doesn't see it because they're still part of that system or sees it, but doesn't feel comfortable setting a boundary because they feel guilty or they feel scared or they're so, they're so codependent. So, you know, either of those is, is not, a great situation. And the best advice I can give to people who are in this, who are the non-narcissists, is to bring it to the other person's attention, mm -hmm. ask them what they're fearful of by setting a boundary, how you can help them. Can you do it slowly, step by step? You don't have to throw them to the wolves, right? Mm -hmm. But explain your side, explain how you feel. 
if they don't get it or if they are unwilling to see it, then you need to set boundaries, not only with the narcissistic in love, but now you're going to have to set boundaries with your partner because it may look like you not going to holiday dinners. It may look like you taking separate cars. There is a lot of, of, of power in taking separate cars. I know this sounds ridiculous. Like, oh, I listened to a psychologist told me to take a separate car. That's the answer. Well, sometimes, yeah, it actually is. Because then you, when you think about it, driving is one of the most, um, especially with narcissists, driving is one of the most independent things that you can do. And so when you're at somebody's house and you want to leave or you're at an event and you want to leave, if you don't have a car, I mean, I guess you can Uber home. But my point is, is that you always want to have an out that you can leave. You have control over your entrance and your exit. You have control over how long you stay and how long into it you go. I mean, you decide when you show up and when you don't. So even though it feels like you don't have a lot of control over the situation, you have more control than you think. Mm-hmm. You can go, not go. You can go for a certain amount of time. You can you know, come and go as you please. You can go and come back. I mean, you can do a lot. Um, so look for the things that you can control. But if your partner is not willing to set the necessary boundaries, then the boundaries that you set have to be not just with your narcissistic in-laws, but also with your partner. Yeah, 100%. And that's why I'd even say, like, the Uber is probably not the best idea. And I would recommend what Dr. Z said in the first place. I mean, if you have to, you have to. But uh, but I feel like that almost gives them more ammo or, like, an excuse to be like, oh, well, why don't you just wait for... Craig or Susie to take you mm-hmm. home. We're like, yeah, I don't have mm-hmm. time for this stuff. It looks like you're doing it deliberately, right. so it could look as right. like a a thing. Uh, but there's but also nothing car, wrong. I would rent a car if you need. There's you also nothing wrong though. There's nothing no. wrong with saying if this happens again, I'm going to go. I'm sure you can understand. It makes me. Let's say you're trying to have kids, right? That's a big one. Let's say you're trying to have mm-hmm. kids and you're at the in-laws' house, and it's like you don't want to bring the topic up. You're having like infertility issues and. You know, you're, mis- you're having miscarriage after miscarriage. It's devastating, and you don't want to talk about it. And, of course, you go there, and you tell your spouse, please tell your mother not to bring this up. Please tell your father not to bring mm-hmm. this up. And they bring it up. You can say, if it's brought up again, I'm going to leave because it's not okay. I don't want to talk about it. I'm sure you can understand that. Yeah. If they don't follow that, if they don't listen to your boundary – that doesn't mean your boundary didn't work. It just means they, they chose not to, to listen to it. So you already said, if it happens again, I'm going to go. So you go. But my best advice is if you set a boundary like that, you follow it. Don't ever set a boundary that you don't think you can adhere to 100% of the time. Because as soon as you set a boundary and you back down even a little bit, you just kind of lost credibility and gave the narcissist power. Oh, uh, yes. And that, and, and that is... Uh no matter how and achievable is the, is the key there is what Dr. Z was saying. Cause that's who, uh, yeah. Cause uh, don't talk yourself out of a boundary. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's when you know, it's not a boundary. Correct. That's, <laughs> yeah. it's not a boundary. that's right. So start small, start very small mm-hmm. with the boundaries. Start with the ones that you know, with a hundred percent certainty, no matter how bad shit gets, that you will be able to maintain it. Yes. Uh, uh, that's, uh, that is, is fantastic advice there. Um, is there, um, anything else in terms of, you know, when we're in a, in, in key moments with, with in-laws, if there's just kind of that, um, the phase of just like, not, not necessarily but blindsiding. I mean, though, the, we know that there's that love bombing phase, but it's like, if you're just blindsided by something, maybe it's your first time kind of experiencing some of that. What's the best thing to do in, 
an overly hostile situation where where you you weren't expecting any of it to be there. It's not part of your game plan. Um, what what's the best things to do in a, in a in immediate situation to, that you want to get out of? Yeah. Well, first, as I always say, you got to kind of look to your partner who's with you, and mm-hmm. if it's their parents and they don't take the lead for setting a boundary, kind of store that to be talked about later. You don't want to argue with your spouse or your partner in front of the narcissistic in-law. Save it until yeah. you get home because that's not what the argument is. The argument is you know, what, what's going on right then and there. So if they're not willing to set the boundary, you set a boundary. If they throw you for a loop, which, which I don't really think would be the case, but yep. it may be that you just never saw it because you didn't know what to look for. And then let's say mm-hmm. to you, it appears that it came out of left field. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with the first time you, oh, Cora, I get it, girl. (laughs) There's nothing. She's like, just tell them how it is. No, (laughs) I think that it's important to know that you, you, there's nothing wrong. If you're like, if you feel like this is out of left field, there's nothing wrong with like, like, well, what what just happened? And like almost question the situation again, because you're going to feel like you, you misheard or you misjudged it or you read the situation wrong. So you're probably going to check in with someone for a little bit of reality testing, yeah. right? Like look at your significant, your snuffleupagus and look and say, you know, <laughs> what, what, what the hell just happens, right? You can send a text message and have them read it if you don't, at the dinner table. If you don't want to have this conversation out loud, text it to them. Tell them to like meet you like by the bathroom so you can discuss it or just have it over text or kick them under the table. You'll get a sense because if it's something so outlandish, they'll jump in or they'll set some sort of boundary or they'll talk to you about it later and fix the situation after the fact. So give them the benefit of the doubt. If it's not your, your, your family and it's your spouse's family and you don't feel comfortable, maybe let them handle it, see what happens if it's a first time thing. And then you set your game plan going forward. Like, it's kind of like you may get thrown off and that's okay. And if you get thrown off, my, my best response across the board, I mean, obviously it's situation dependent, would be to stay as neutral as you possibly can. That doesn't mean that you're giving into them. It doesn't mean that you are, quote, being the bigger person. It has nothing to do with that because being the bigger person is actually setting a boundary. Being a bigger person isn't shutting up and letting them do their thing and ignoring it. You're just kind of taking in the information right now to assess what the hell just happened. And there's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. And that's knowing, knowing more of what their behaviors are and kind of studying that is going to be more powerful in the end anyway. Like don't, it's going to give away, if you give away emotion, you're giving away basically your own game plan because like that's what you're trying to bottle up. Right. Uh, at, at any given time during this point. I did think and of also, one thing. Yeah, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and also keep in mind that if, it, if you are dealing with narcissistic patterns, them flying off the handle and you being surprised, you'll realize if you're objective enough, that's going to be part of a pattern. That's not like a one-off isolated event. It's going to be part mm-hmm. of a pattern. So like any pattern, the first time it happens, it may throw you off, right? Like any new thing, you're going to be, you're going to be a novice. Like, you're, you know, the first time you play a sport the first time you try to cook it it could very well be disastrous but you learn from that and you realize that what your strengths are what your weaknesses are you realize you understand the patterns let's say of you know playing a sport for the first time you realize there's certain ways you move and stuff like that so over time Mm -hmm. you'll get that so it's totally okay the first time to just kind of be like what the hell just happened totally normal don't beat yourself up over that 
Yeah, de- definitely do not. Uh, uh, yeah, because then you're just being too hard on yourself. Um, is there a – I know you when you're talking about, like, that triangle and that, and that narcissistic in-law always trying to split that in person – like is that is that applicable as well? Like uh, if, if we've mentioned text messages oh, yeah. together, they're trying to corner you, separate you from your spouse, and like in the kitchen, or like they want to take you to the dining room, or like what should oh, be it a strategy? It's not to... even physical. Yeah, it's not even when they mm-hmm. triangulate. It, it, it's usually verbal. It's not necessarily like they physically take you and move you elsewhere. Oh, it's, I know. It's, 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 it's a conversation. It, like, it's something I, I'm, in the conversation. Just, it, oh, oh, oh. It just is it is it possible that they do that like once you're there, they just try and split you away so you're not a unified front. You can talk to them, you know, they're gonna talk to your spouse one on one. Yeah, oh I'm sure. Oh yeah, that's Yeah, that's definitely a strategy that they that they use. Um Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's probably more of the verbal triangulation. Um okay. than than you know, than anything else. Like um you know, like the spouse could say something and then the wife responds a certain way. And then the, you know, the in-law goes, oh, but he's not like that. That's just, you're being silly. You know, he, you're, you're misreading him. <laughs> yeah. I've known him since he was born. Trust me. You don't know it. You know, <laughs> and it, and it, you know, and she starts to defend him like, well, he didn't mean that he meant this, this, and this, you're just overreacting. And so it start that gaslighting starts that triangulation. She's going to side with one person She's only going to tell that one person information. Her body language will only be towards that one person. Maybe her back will mm. be to the other person. Um, for those of you who can't see this, she was trying to turn yeah. her out. <laughs> um, but, you know, they'll do things like, like very subtle, mm. you know, very subtle. They'll, mm. they'll, 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 they'll like, um, they'll get them a drink and not you or like just like tiny yeah. things that on the surface seems so stupid and doesn't even make sense. But when you know the pattern and you see what's going on, you're going to see these little subtle things along the way that are part of that triangulation are part mm-hmm. of that devaluing or part of that manipulation. It's just, you'll see it. And when once, and you know, listen, I say this all the time and people, patients I've worked with friends, they'll say, once you see it, you cannot unsee it. And then you start to see it more and more and more. And then you be kind of become a master, like, it's like, it's, it's just like a, a master kind of spy. Yeah, like you, like would, you just, like, you pick it all out. And it, yeah. What, it might, uh, once you know the smell of bacon, you know the smell of bacon. Like, uh, oh, what's, the, oh, what's that? Oh, it's another bacon. narcissist in the room. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh nope, it's just Uncle Frank again or... Whoever it is uh, that could Listen, be uh, for those for those of on here who listen to this that work with nar- work with either narcissists, which should be more rare, but work with the spouses of narcissists or the partners of narcissists. It takes all of like it doesn't take very long to no. pick up on that personality. Or if you're talking to a narcissist on the phone, they call for an appointment and they never were going to show anyway. But like where they do when they don't come back. You can tell really quickly, re- like really mm-hmm. quickly, and and you figure it out pretty quickly. So you, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Who uh-uh. knows? She knows. She knows. She's sitting she knows. right here. She's like, hey, I, uh, Aww, I'm just, uh, I'm just seven months years old, and oh my god, this cheeks. I know they're so kissable. Oh, I can't you guys not, like... not watching the live are missing out on this. <laughs> and that's she's, why you got to be a part of the live. She's so delicious. 
She is. She, uh, we can't wait to send you. Oh, your Christmas card is going to be ridiculously cute. I just want to let you know. So, like, yeah, you're going to see this face all over your fridge. Uh, hopefully we uh, get to see all of you that are tuning in uh, live that uh, are watching us here on Instagram. We appreciate that. Um, and if you want to kind of know more about uh, all these discussions or even want to further your own mental health and uh, – uh, make it as healthy as possible. Dr. Z underscore psychologist right here on uh, the Instagram, as you're seeing. And you can go to uh, drjamiezuckerman.com as well for all of uh, a lot of... Uh, oh, and also on, oh. My, on my website, guys, today until 11.59 p.m. is the deadline for getting 20% off on the workshops I have. They're virtual workshops on my website. Click on the workshop tab. They are, there's a ton of stuff on narcissistic relationships, how to heal afterwards, going forward, how to set boundaries. So um, you have until 11.59 for 20% off. <laughs> well, there you go. See, yes. And that's why you got to tune in to live podcasters because you're going to miss out on, yes, you uh, are. on the 20% deal. But yes, uh, you are. E even when you're paying full price, it's still an unbelievable value as well. And you can find those on the website at any time. Uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, to uh, Dr. Z uh, if for one-on-ones and if you are seeking one-on-one -on -one therapy, um, I can recommend no better. Uh, Cora agrees, that, uh, agrees with that as well. She's trying to tell us, uh, what, do you, what do you think, honey? You think she's the best? I think she's the best too. That's why we do it on Monday nights and uh, we appreciate she's Wow, she has got... She has got an athletic grip on the headphones, everybody. That is, see, we're just, uh, we're, we're creating more broadcasters and athletes over here. Uh, and uh, we appreciate you tuning into the podcast and to the live as well. And more sessions and discussions as we go along. We oh gosh, hope your so holidays cute. are, I know, I know. We can't, I can't, I got to keep holding it up I on camera like, just I to like remind Cor everybody. We I, feel like, um, I feel like Cora's cheeks should just be like the logo for our podcast. <laughs> We'll see. We'll talk to mom. We'll see if that's doable. Uh, my DMs are always open at uh, John Barchard on uh, Instagram and on the Twitter.com as well. Uh, just so you know, I'm, I'm mostly on Twitter and not, not on Instagram. I'm trying to work that uh, on the other side there. But um, uh, we will see you next uh, Monday for sure. Thank you uh, for all your questions and comments. And uh, we'll see you very soon, guys. Thanks for oh, tuning this in. This will be posted for you guys to download tomorrow on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely. Indeed, that indeed. That was good, right? That was good. That was so right? good. That was, that good. was okay. so right, pro. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Dr. Z. We'll see you uh, Have a good night. very, very shortly. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.